Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey there. So we have, hey there, it's Amy Izzo. Um, So we're going to talk today about what your client communication plan is for 2022, how we communicate with our clients um, all the time in the upcoming new year, no matter what. Real quick, for those that may not know me or remember me, I'm Amy Izzo. I'm one of the um, guest hosts here on Agent Power Huddle. I am a realtor in the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland areas, and I've been in the business going into my seventh year. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited to be here. I just closed my 97th transaction for 2021, um, and I'm learning every day. So I'm getting better and learning every day. So um But one thing I am pretty super good at is communicating with clients. I can always get better, but I'm pretty super good at it. So I'm going to share my screen and go over a bit about what I do. Um, Here we go. So somebody give me a... I don't have... Oops. I don't have any... um, Sorry. I don't have any... um, I don't see anybody on the screen. You just guys just make sure you let me know if you can see my shared screen. I can see it. Should be my PowerPoint. Can you hear me? I can. I can. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, let's see. My power. Sorry, guys. Having technical issues over here. You could see my PowerPoint, Autumn. Yes. Yes, I could see it. Okay, because it disappeared. So let me try that again. All right, I think we got it now. I think we got it now. Okay, so what's your 2022 client communication plan? Past clients or current clients too? I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, First of all, we can't have this conversation unless we talk about your database. It's super important, and I can't do a deep dive today on database, but I do want to talk a bit about um, what really makes this work is to have an updated, clean database. And I know a lot of us may not. So the first question is, do you have one? Do you have a place that's yours, that you own, where you're holding all of your past client information? And if you're a newer agent and you're like, I don't have very many past clients, or maybe I don't have any past clients yet, you have family and friends and you have a sphere of influence. You have people that know you, that recognize you. That would be your list. So are all of those people in a system that you can go and access um, easily so that you can communicate with them on a regular basis and keep track of it? So if you have a system, are you using it? Are you using it? And if you're not using it, it's okay if you're not using it, but we want to get you using it because the way that you grow and scale and the way that you avoid losing business is by using your system, using your tools. Um, I will talk quickly about how I code my past clients. These are my definitions. You can create your own definitions. If you don't know where to start though, this is a good place to help you get started. So Um, All of my past clients are in my database. Um, 
anyone that did a transaction with me, successfully closed a transaction with me is a past client. Anyone who referred business to me and I closed that transaction, even though they didn't personally do it with me, they're in my past client list. And so in there, I've got different tags on them so that I can pull lists of people based on who they are and I can do special things for them or I can communicate with them in a special way throughout the year. So how do I code my past clients? I have a list of A plus clients. My A plus clients are anyone who did multiple transactions with me. So they sold their house and bought a house with me. Or they've just worked with me more than once. They've sold a couple of houses with me. They've bought a couple of houses with me, but they have done multiple transactions with me. They are like my VIPs, my super special VIP clients. Why do I want to know who they are? Well, I want to know who they are because maybe I want to do a dinner with them sometime because they've done multiple transactions. Maybe I want to do something special. We just recently delivered um, cookies for Christmas to all of my A plus pass clients. So it doesn't matter how long ago they did business with me, if they did multiple transactions with me. Um, and I guess I could add to this and a referred business to me, but anybody who did multiple transactions or referred multiple people with me will end up on the A plus list. The A list is anybody who did business with me or referred me business. So I have several people in my life who have never bought or sold a house with me, but they promote me all the time. They're like my cheerleaders. They love me. They think I'm a great agent. Um, they either know me because they've gotten to know me through the business and they just haven't had a chance to do a transaction themselves yet, or they are a friend or family member um, or colleague, and they just keep referring business to me. They are my A clients. Um, my B clients are my friends, family, and sphere of influence. So people I know relatively well, maybe they're colleagues from a past job, um, and they haven't done business with me yet, right? So I want to be able to recognize them so I can communicate with them in a different way than I communicate with A plus and A clients. C clients are everyone else. Anybody else is my in my database, um, whether or not... They um, have done business with me. There could be could just be my leads that have come in um, that aren't unsubscribing um, from my regular communications, but they also haven't done anything with me. Maybe they've engaged. Maybe they haven't engaged. I have lots of people in my database that I can see that are reading my emails every month um, and participating on social media, but have I haven't talked to. They're a C, right? They're a C. So, um, and then I do not delete people from my database, but I do code them as D. It's not for delete. It's just a note for me that I don't want to work with you. So if I have an experience and I have someone I don't want to work with in the future, I don't want them to creep back into my life, into my database, especially now as I scale, I have um, not only myself in my database, I have other people in my database too. Like I have assistants and I have an ISA. And so I want to make sure that if that person creeps back into my database and it isn't somebody I want to do business with, that we recognize that. So someone can have a, someone on my team can have a conversation with me or when I see it, um, I can identify how to handle that. Um, oops. Oops. 
Okay, here we go. Past client communication. So once you've got your database coded and you know who everybody is, you can decide how to communicate with people. Part of your routines, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually, should include communication with past clients. This is an area that most agents are not good at. I have been one of them and I am not the best at this, but I have gotten better over the years. Um, and I will tell you when you get really good at this, not, you build deeper relationships with these clients and you will see additional business come from that. Whether they continue to do business with you as they move through their life changes or whether they refer their friends and family to you, which is what we need. And as much as we have technology in this business and it helps us and we feel sometimes like we're competing with technology, um, we can utilize some of the technology in our routines and we can to improve our communication with our clients so that they remember us and we're top of mind and they come back to us. So things that we can do daily, every day, I'm sending out minimum of five, sometimes 10, you pick your favorite number. I have a um, client now that she's sending two, two video texts a day to somebody in her sphere of influence. That's the number she can manage. I don't care what number you pick, but pick a number and send out video text. That's one-to-one. -one. So that's when you're picking up this beautiful phone and you're looking into it and you're saying something, you know, uh, you're saying something and sending it off to someone. So it may be um, right now, this time of year, this is the greatest time of year to do it because you could just wish people happy holidays. If you feel like you've missed the Christmas window, you haven't, but you're busy today and you feel like you've missed the Christmas window or you're hearing this after Christmas, you can send a happy new year message. That is a great way to practice your video skills and connect with your past clients. You can also do one, you know, if you have a lot of past clients, like I have a ton, you can record one really fast on your phone and don't say anybody's name. So, so I can do one that says, Hey, Petrina, this is Amy. I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. Or I can do, Hey, this is Amy from EXP Realty. I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Send. Uh, everybody that receives that is going to remember you. You're going to stay top of mind. So daily, you should be sending out some number of one-to-one -one video texts to your past clients. I even do it with leads now too. I've, I've migrated into doing it with my leads. Um, it's a lot of fun and it doesn't take much time. What did it take me? 20 seconds to um, say that little example I just gave you. If you did five or 10 of those a day, every single day, you will see gold come from that five days a week. So that should be part of your routine. Social media. Um, when you, are you spending intentional time on social media? Number one, getting your past clients, friends, family, sphere of influence into your social media, um, whatever that is. You know, if that's Facebook, a lot of people are on Facebook, if that's Instagram, if that's TikTok, if it's all of the above, making sure uh, a few at a time that everybody is in your social media and then engaging with them in a meaningful way. Can you spend 30 minutes? 45 minutes a day engaging with them in a meaningful way. That means reading their posts, not just liking or loving it, but making a meaningful comment on something that's important to them so that you stay top of mind and you stay engaged. Um, we're creating parasocial relationships with our clients after the transaction, right? And even with leads, you can do this. Um, 
so that we stay top of mind with them and they know that we care about them, not just when we did the transaction with them, but afterwards as well. Calls. So um, once a week or every day, you can call one past client. Maybe I don't have time to talk to a bunch of past clients every day, but I can pick one to call and check on every day, you know, or two, you pick the number as long as it's a regular routine. So you determine the what you can do in your routine and then do it. So I'm, in my routine, I call one past client a day, have a meaningful confirmation conversation. I send five to 10 video talks every single day and I engage in social media for 45 minutes. That's daily. It's in my routine. It happens no matter what. Weekly social media. I'm posting things on social media weekly. Um, although I am doing, I am doing daily things on a weekly basis. I'm thinking about what messages I should send out to my to my sphere and my past clients. Um, you can have a social media group. I have a social media group with my VIP past clients in there. Um, and so weekly, I'm making sure I'm putting some kind of helpful message in there. Um, recently, we did a email newsletter um, where we sent out um, tips during the holidays, safety tips during the holidays that went out as an email that got posted in my social media group as well for my past clients. Um, and so, and people read them, they're watching. You'll see them uh, opening through your CRM. I actually had one um, from the holiday safety tips that went out yesterday. Um, today, I got an email back from a client that said, a past client that said, um, hey, I'm going to need to talk to you after the first of the year because I'm thinking about um, selling and buying something else. So you know, that was just from a regular email communication to her. Um, monthly, monthly emails, monthly cards. So you you can you can automate this by using a system. I use send out cards, works really well for me. There's lots of them out there. Um, but with send out cards, all of my clients, when they close, go into a campaign. And once a month, they get a card from me that is already set up and ready to go. And the last card or the backs of all the cards are personalized with my marketing. I can I also send cards from time to time that are not personalized with my marketing that are just from me. But minimally, all of my clients are going to get a monthly touch from me via a card in the mail. What do you get in the mail? A bunch of junk. So when you get a personalized card in the mail... Um, over and over again for me, people save those cards. They love them from time to time through social media. If I see a past client is celebrating something, maybe they're celebrating their child's graduation. Maybe they're celebrating their anniversary. And maybe I didn't have that information in my database. I didn't know about it. Um, Maybe something sad happened. Maybe the, their pet passed away. I will send them a more personalized card. I can go in and make one in two seconds in, um, in send out cards. And because I have a database and because I have a list, I can easily send it out. So from time to time, they'll get additional touches outside of the campaigns. But the campaigns are nice because, you know, with a card service like this, a, it's way less expensive than buying cards and handwriting them and putting them in the mailbox. It's less time intensive and you can set it in a little bit, forget it. Um, I even have now that I've been in the business a few years, I have some dollars for this. Um, it's not very expensive, but I didn't have the dollars for it in the beginning. So I've kind of grown and migrated to this. Um, in my campaign, a couple times a year, they may get a gift with their card. So they might get some brownies or they might get a coffee gift card. And that's already set up for the year. So that's something that'll happen once a month for all my clients, they get something minimally, a card from me and an email from me. Um, 
And then I would say occasional gifts. So we, I just told you we did a um, top 100 past client delivery of cookies for Christmas. So that is something that I hired my son. He went out and delivered them all for me in the past prior when my kids were younger. I had got a teenager or a college student from the neighborhood to help me. I even delivered them myself. My first year in the business, I hired a Santa Claus and I went to like 20 houses with Santa and delivered something. And um, we took pictures just with our phones at the client's house if they were home. So I still have people almost seven years later talking about how I came to their house. Um, so whatever you can do, I don't do Santa every year. That was a one and done, but I do something special every year, um, for my clients. So occasional gifts quarterly. Are we doing client events? I know, you know, 2020 was a little weird and a lot of us didn't do client events. I also know some of us got creative and did drive-through events um, to try to make things nice and safe. And for our clients that maybe wanted to come pick up a pie at Thanksgiving, um, uh, things like that. So, or wanted to pick or wanted uh, to pick up some wrapping paper at the office. If you don't have an office. You can, I don't have an office. I work out of my home. You can use a lender for this, a lender's office or title company. Your title companies are very happy to have you um, bring people through um, and have them pick up things um, in a, at a special event. So client events, are you doing a client events? I've done barbecues in the past um, where we've tied it to something charitable Um so are you doing, you know, are, are you doing or can you do something like that? I've done movies in the past for clients and, and we'll, we're not, I don't want to deep dive deep because I can't today into client events, but um, you don't have to pay for all that yourself, right? There, there are lots of strategies to get help with that from your, your lender partners, your title partners. There's lots of creative ways to do that. Um, it also can be something very inexpensive or low key cost. It can be something free. So um Important event reminders. So I just did, I did a couple of reminders this year, but I just did the last one of the year reminding my clients, you've closed on a property, make sure you have filed for your tax exemptions. In two of the states that I do business in, if you don't file for your tax exemptions, your taxes will double, or if they're supposed to decrease because they were already high, they won't. And it takes one year to correct and you cannot make a mistake. You must do this by December 31st, period, end of story. I have reminded my folks several times, videos are great. Um, text messages are great for this. And I just did my last set of reminders. And sure enough, I still had people that closed earlier in the year that didn't get this done. And they're so thankful. Again, I'm top of mind. I even had some clients um, that received my video that closed two years ago and did this in that year, but engaged with me because they saw the reminder and they're like, I did this, right? I'm like, yes, you did this. <laughs> so you did this. So it was just a good exchange. Uh, and again, I'm top of mind. We want you to be top of mind. Um, educational messages. So all throughout the year, there are messages you can send out to educate. This is a great time. Um, we're end of the year. We're going into the new year. It's a great time of year maybe to get an educational message out about, um, hey, if you haven't taken advantage of the low interest rates and you didn't buy or sell and you don't plan to, maybe it's time to refinance. Now, I know as agents, that doesn't totally benefit us right directly. Like We're not making money on that. But number one, we're helping our lender partners. And number two, we're helping our clients. So they're going to remember us when we help them and not only refer people to us, but do business with us. So I've got messages queued up to go out about refinancing. I also have messages queued up to go out about, hey, if you haven't revisited your homeowner's insurance in a while, maybe you want to do that. Maybe you want to do that. 
And, and then annually. Um, one of the things that we do with our clients is make sure that we um, not only recognize holidays where we can, and that can be a card. So when I say a gift, it can be a card. Um, but birthdays, when are their birthdays? Can you get something out to them? And I'm really particular about this. You ever get the card from your insurance agent? And if you have a spouse or someone else in the house, like if you live with your parents or whatever, everybody gets the same card. It's like a can thing, right? Okay, people notice that. <laughs> so I have it set up like through my Sundial Cards app with where husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend or just um, significant others, they get different cards for their birthdays. They don't all get the canned Amy Izzo card for their birthday. It's set up in advance differently. Um, and it just goes out. And so that's something when I, when I meet a client and I do their consult, we're collecting some information from them that's going into our database and they're going into some of these campaigns. So if you can get in these routines, it becomes very easy, um, to do these kinds of things. And again, it's another way to stay top of mind. Anniversary now this can get tricky because I have I have and I do document like people's wedding anniversaries because you learn a lot about them, but then they get divorced. <laughs> I'd like six people get divorced. And even though I'm engaged, I don't always know because I have hundreds of past clients now. I have like over 300 past clients now. So I have had the occasional engagement where they're like, well, I'm divorced now, but thanks for the anniversary card. And I'm like, oh, but you know, this is about perspective too. It's another engagement, right? So when they call me to tell me that, they're usually not mad at me, um, but because they love me, right? But it is another engagement. I can go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Let me update my database. And then I can just talk to them, right? Um, but I also do house anniversaries, and those are a lot of fun. So, and I guess that could backfire on you too if they get divorced, but I don't worry about that. So I just, but I do house anniversaries too. So it doesn't matter if you buy a house with me, you are getting a house anniversary card until you tell me to go away, which has never happened, but <laughs> so that's good. So there's just some past client communication. Oh, okay. There we go. Current client communication. I want to touch on too. Um, do you have a communication process for each step of your engagement? If you, I mean, you do it just, it's just whatever you do, but have you taken a time out? And this is a great time of year to do that. You guys, and we're going to have a few quieter days, maybe, um, I'm and please don't take off the next week and a half work, <laughs> you know, but take off time with your family, but it, it might be a little quieter. And if it is a little quieter, can you sit down and really think about your communication process for each step of engagement? Um, your communication process leaves a lasting impression on your client forever. And if that means you just kind of communicate the way you do, and you don't really think about it and it's maybe it is routine. Maybe it's not routine for you. They're going to remember that and maybe they'll love it. Right. But if you really think about the steps in your communication and what it is you do and try to do it the same way every time, kind of automate these things um, as your habits, you will stand out in the crowd. I promise you that. So let me tell you what I'm talking about. Listing appointment. What do you do before the listing appointment? What do you mean, Amy? I just go to the listing appointment. Well, sometimes we do, because sometimes somebody calls me and I go out that day or the next day and I just talk to them on the phone. But do you know what that conversation looks like, right? When you're calling to set the appointment, do you know what that conversation looks like? Are, do you have a, a list of five or six things you just want to get, you're going to get before you go to the appointment? When you have an appointment coming up, so I just talk to a client and I'm not going out for a week, right? Because it's 
the holiday time. So they want to wait, you know, and get through the holidays and then meet with me. So it's already on the calendar. I scheduled the appointment. But do you know they've already de- I've already delivered my CMA. I've already delivered my marketing plan to them. I had it delivered to their door. Yes, it's an extra drive. I don't care. What are your average commissions? Five, eight, six, seven, ten thousand dollars even if it was $3,000. It's worth it. I want to, um, one of my coaches says, win before you arrive. I want to win before I arrive. So I email them the information I tell them I'm going to when I set that appointment, if that's a part of the conversation, but I deliver something before I arrive. And if I'm too busy, I have, I hire somebody to do that. I can get a young kid to do it or I have an assistant that can do it. And I, when I started, I didn't have any of that. So I was delivering it all my darn self. So, or enrolling neighborhood kids or whatever I needed to do. How about after the appointment? Now, when you leave that listing appointment, what does that communication look like? Do you send a video follow-up that says, hey, thank you so much for you know, engaging with me and talk about the next steps? Do they know what to expect? If you got the listing contract and they're signing with you, and I know you sat there and told them we're going to photograph and we're going to do this and you put a timeline together. Did you send that to them? Could you? Could you? Could you record a video? Video is so important. You're going to hear me talk about video. Could you record a video that's canned that you could send to everybody after a listing appointment that just goes over the few next steps? Next, we're going to photograph. Then we're going to put the lockbox on. Then the showings will begin on the date that I said. (laughs) Something like that. Could you do that? You could. How about the way you present an offer? How do you present offers and multiple offers to your clients? Do you tell them that during the listing process? Do you say, in the event we get multiple offers, we're going to do a Zoom, right? Use technology, folks. You don't have to drive over there every time. Sometimes you do. Some of my clients, they don't know what a computer is, but some do, right? A lot do. And so in the event of multiple offers, I'm going to put a spreadsheet together. I'm going to make it easier for you. I'm going to send you all the documents, but I'm going to, I'm going to summarize it. I'm going to organize it. We're going to get on a Zoom and we're going to go over it together. You know, tell them what you're, and then do it, right? Once they're under contract, how do you communicate the next steps to them under contract? So um, I have a video that I send out that says, okay, we're under contract. Congratulations. Like I had already told them this, I delivered the news in person. I always deliver the news on the phone, on a Zoom in person, right? But then they get a video that says, okay, we're under contract. I just want to recap for you what we already talked about, right? Because people forget. And by the way, they call me less, but they're much happier. How about the client that calls you? Like, what did you say that was again? What ha- what, what's the appraisal? Why are they coming for the inspection? They have a video. They'll replay it. And if you have a system like BombBomb, you'll see how many times they replay it. It's crazy to me, but I love it because they're listening to me. And they're, instead of calling me in a lot of cases, they're re-ratching my video and they're learning. And if they still don't understand, they'll text me or call me. Yay. That's a win, right? It's a time-saving win. And they're super impressed. They think I'm a technology genius. I am not, (laughs) but they think I am. So great. Let them think that. How about closing process? How do you communicate the closing process? I have an assistant. He has a template. This is the template that goes out to everybody for all closings, no matter what. We have one for sellers. We have one for buyers. If it doesn't go out that way, we got to talk about it. But that's how we do it. Um, And I have some videos that accompany that as well. Post-closing. What's your post-closing? You had a seller. You closed their house with them. Now what? How do you communicate with them? Do you have a process for that? So one great example that we're not doing enough of is getting a testimonial. 
you know, if we didn't get it before closing, which I really feel we should, but if we didn't get it before closing, are we getting it post-closing? What is our communication process to do that and to stay engaged with them to help them with their next steps? Um, buyer consultations. So I'll run through this pretty quickly, but it's the same idea. I spent a little bit more time. What? How do you get them engaged with the lender? How do you communicate with them? Are there videos you can put in place? Um, how do you, How do you present offers to your clients? And do you do it the same way every time? Once they're under contract, can you send them, hey, here's your next steps that we talked about when I told you that your offer was accepted. Yay. You need to deliver the earnest money. You need to set up the inspection, whatever it is they need to do. Can you give them instructions via a video? Um, and they think you're wonderful and awesome, but they have the information at their fingertips and they remember. And it keeps you engaged with them. Do you have a post-closing? We talked about this up front, but do you have a post-closing process of how you talk to your buyers after the deal is done so that they become your future sellers, they become your referral partners, they give you testimonials. Make sense? Tips to stand out. I think you got it, but use video as much as you can. One-to-one -one video is probably the most powerful. And you can do it like this, where you're just saying, hey, Sarah, it's Amy. Or you can do it where you're just like, hey, it's Amy. So it's a canned video. Uh, what I do is I batch my videos each week. So each week I spend three hours. That's what I have to record as many videos as I can. In the beginning, I could record two videos because I was super slow. <laughs> but now I'm getting faster and I'm getting better. And so I can do way more. And now I'm getting better at planning. Okay, what am I going to record on Wednesday during this three hour time block? So I've even gotten it to the day. Like I like to do it middle of the week. So Use video as much as you can. Um, people will be, think you're rock stars. It will save you time. And it, it's a great tool for your clients. Communicate with your clients the same time every week, no matter what. So can you call? I call my clients on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. All my sellers know I will call them, uh, or sorry, all my buyers know I will call them on Tuesdays because let's, let's be real. What lenders have an update on Monday? They don't. And if they do, it's in the afternoon and I'm on appointments. They don't, right? They worked all weekend. They were off all weekend, whatever. Underwriters weren't there. There's no updates for us Monday morning. So I tell them, you're going to get an update from me every Tuesday um, because I'll get updates sometime late Monday from your lenders. So my, my buyers know that. And I call them, even if there's no update, I call them, hey, there's no update. So everything's going great. Yay. Two minute call. Um, my sellers know they're going to hear from me every Wednesday. Um, it gives me a couple of days after the weekend. Now, if we had a lot of activity over the weekend, I move this up, like use your judgment. But otherwise, they know every Wednesday they're going to hear from me. It's midweek. We just got through the weekend. I had a couple of days to get feedback back from everybody. And we're going into the new weekend so I can tell them where we're at and where we're going. Unless, of course, we get an offer and then they're going to hear from me much sooner. But they know they're going to hear from me. And they do. Tell people how you plan to communicate with them. Ask them how they like to be communicated with and then tell them what you plan to do. Then do what you say you will do. The worst thing in the world is you tell people what you're going to do and you don't do it. And have fun. Like have fun with this, you guys. So I think that's the, I think that's my last slide. Um, I'm, I'm at a, yeah, it is. I'm out of time anyway, but have fun with this. Like there is no right or wrong. I'm going to stop sharing. There's no right or wrong way to do this. I, I will tell you the one wrong way to do it. Am I, I mean, did I stop sharing? I don't even know. I will tell you the one wrong way to do it is to not do it. Right. So, 
organize your databases. Um, I don't care how disorganized it is, or you don't even have one, or if it's on 1400 spreadsheets, do just carve out a couple of hours and do what you can and start to organize your database, start to identify how you're going to communicate with people and just do it little, make, make a little implementation each day, one little implementation each single day um, until you start to really work and rack a process and then learn from it and change it. Right. You know, keep what's really good, keep what stinks and you don't like. Maybe I said something and you're like, you try it and you try it for a while and it stinks for you. Change it, make it work for you. These are things that work for me. I will tell you, I have 140 some reviews on Google. I have more to go. Um, and I used to have them in 100 places. And the one thing people consistently say about me is they love how I communicate. So, and I think I could do better, right? I think I could do better. So just get in there and put a process in place and follow it as a routine for all of 2022. And you're going to rock it and you're not going to leave money on the table and you'll wake up to way less people that did business with somebody else when you know they did business with you in the past. They just forgot. Don't let them forget you. Okay. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's so fun to be on here with y'all. Have a great day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.